All right, this is a great mass. Feast of All Souls Day. I don't want you to pray about yourself the rest of this mass. We're interceding today for the holy souls in purgatory. All right, and the church has so much to teach us, so don't worry about yourself. We're interceding. This is about the holy souls today. Um, The church is teaching. The church is teaching even in this vestment. So most of you don't see black vestments very often. Uh, the, before the council, the Second Vatican Council, you'd see this a lot more at every funeral, right? And then on All Souls Day. So it's still an option for us, and we have these at Carol. And it's crucial, right? Black. Why? Because death is real. Death is real. We're all dying. None of us will live on this earth forever. And our culture is terrified of that fact. That's why you have celebrities who are 65 trying to look like they're 20. And they just pump their faces full of stuff and they don't even look human after a while. They look like plastic dolls, right? And, and, and that's a signal that our, our culture is really off. We're terrified of death. We try to make people who are dead look like they're asleep so that we can handle it better. And believe me, there's some reasons to be scared of death. I mean, none of us have done it, right? And it, it is terrifying. But the church is trying to teach us that it's not the most terrifying thing. And even this vestment teaches that. Because against the black background of death, what do you see? You see the cross. That God took on death, that he went into death all the way down to the bottom of death so that as death approaches us or our beloved, we're not afraid of it as if there was no answer from God to death. And that then gives us this. The anchor is the symbol of hope. We heard in the reading from St. Paul that hope does not disappoint. Why does hope not disappoint? Because the God who makes the promise, the God who gives us hope is worthy of our trust. And it's from this anchor that life springs. It's from the cross that life springs. The tree that Jesus died on becomes the tree that that gives us the food of immortality. And that changes how we should see death. That's what today is about. Yesterday we prayed in, in great rejoicing of the church triumphant in heaven, all saints, who certainly don't need our prayers. Today we pray for the church on the way to heaven who have died and have not yet been fully purified. So let me teach you about that because the church is teaching us purgatory. People are like, well, I don't need that. Are you telling me that if you die this instant, your soul's perfect and it will go right to heaven? That there's nothing in you that needs to be purified? Who among us would be bold enough to say that? And this is the Catholic understanding versus the Protestant understanding of grace. Protestant understanding is that grace just covers us over. Catholic understanding is a lot like this vestment. That grace has to go all the way in. 
that we have to be healed from the inside, that we actually become holy. We're not just rendered holy, we actually become holy. Which means that if you died, or I, I can, I'll turn it to me, if I died right now, there are things that still need to be healed. Attachments that need to be purified and let go of, maybe. Deficiencies that need to be built up. And that's because my soul isn't perfect. And so what is purgatory? It's a temporary state of being where the mercy of God, which is love itself, frees and perfects the soul so that it can join the great number of saints whose souls have been fully purified, fully free. Souls that can be with God forever in heaven and receive all of his love with zero resistance, with zero holding back of itself. And that's what purgatory is. It's a great extension of God's mercy. My goodness, do we all need that, right? We either get purified fully in this life, and that can happen. It absolutely can happen. It's what happened in the lives of the saints who we honor. Or we have to be fully purified in the next life. Purgatory, a temporary state of being, not permanent, temporary. So that everyone who goes to purgatory will end up in heaven. It's just that they need to be fully healed, fully freed. It's a beautiful truth and it stands to our reason because like I said think it through you die right now there's nothing in you that needs to be purified well if you're not fully holy you're not going to heaven and if there's no place like purgatory then your other option of not going to heaven isn't so great is it so thanks be to God his mercy extends that he wants to heal us from the bottom up all the way until we're actually holy. We're actually fully alive. We're actually healed all the way through so we can say yes to him for all eternity in the great joy of heaven. All right, that's purgatory. Now why do we pray for the dead then? Because we have a family. Catholicism is all about family that we have brothers and sisters who are in heaven, the saints who are interceding for us right now. Bishop Better, who was here at Mass, if you came yesterday, said this chapel is packed full of saints because that's what happens at Mass is the whole church is united. But the whole church is united. Certainly our brothers and sisters on earth, we're united with them. We're also united with our brothers and sisters in heaven and we're united with our brothers and sisters who are on their way to heaven. And it's our job tonight and often, especially in the month of November, to pray for them as they pray for us. That's how God wants it. He wants us to pray for each other. And so tonight, that's what this Mass is. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's not in honor of the saints. It's in beautiful intercession, beautiful communion with the holy souls in purgatory who by our prayers are strengthened, are purified, are opened even more to receive God's love so that they can become the type of souls that can be with God forever in heaven. And that's a beautiful responsibility that we have. It's a privilege 
to pray for the holy souls, some of whom include your family members, by the way. But here's the beautiful thing, is that it doesn't just go one way. We don't just pray for the holy souls of purgatory. They have the privilege of praying for us. So if you take tonight serious, you offer the reception of Jesus that normally you'd be like, I need to receive Jesus for me. If you offer that reception of communion for a holy soul in purgatory, perfect. One day you will meet that soul. God willing, we all get to heaven. And it's a beautiful thing to think of. I like praying for just anonymous souls in purgatory. I always say like, Jesus, whoever, whatever soul needs this most, that's who I want to pray for. And one day I'll meet that person and they're going to say, I've been praying for you since November 2nd, 2022. And I'll be like, really? Oh, you're the one. Yeah, I'm the one. Thank you. And I didn't forget. I've been praying for you since then. Welcome home. That's what the church wants us to know. Yesterday, today, our true home is in heaven. We are passing through this earth. Don't make your home here because it's not your home. Our home's in heaven with God, with the whole family, with all the saints, with all those souls who have been purified after this life, who have arrived in heaven, who we pray for tonight, and with each one of us, family, our home in heaven with God, but not missing anybody. That's what the church teaches us, this Feast of All Souls Day. Know what you're a part of, this beautiful family of God on earth, on the way to heaven, and in heaven. And know where your home is, with our Lord in heaven, not on earth.